Echo. 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 Clone conspiracy. Clone conspiracy. That's actually makes me miss the Clone Wars introductions. A title like that, you can't, you can't not hear it in in that voice. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't even remember what the title of the other episode is. Consequences. Truth and consequences. Uh, Okay. The truth is. It's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes they're like, when there's a divorce, it's it's not the kid's fault. But in this instance, it's all your fault. It's all your fault, kid. We, you know, we talk a lot about voice actors and, and the qualities of their performances and stuff in Lucasfilm animation. I think uh, there isn't a higher compliment you could pay than... The fact that Tom Kane, who was, he did like Yoda, he did Admiral Yolaren, he was the narrator for Clone Wars for those segments in the beginning. Uh, you know, I literally read words that had nothing to do with him and heard his voice. It's, uh, that's, that's, some, that's some impact. Well, it, it gets into that, um, I don't know if lexicon is the, is the best word, but just when you get into a mode, right? And I'm Goblin probably... Yeah, I'm a Spider-Man guy now. <laughs> oh, are you? Is that why you're getting a PS5? Play Spider-Man? No, I'm not getting a PS5. Oh, all right. Spider-Man so you're not a Spider-Man, Spider-Man guy. guy I thought since you were a Spider-Man guy, that that was just you announcing that you've got a PS5. Well, you're thinking which Spider-Man case... guy, like Spider-Man guy. I'm more of a Spider-Man guy. Spider-Man guy. I'm more of a Spider-Man guy. You know? I just you ever you ever have those moments? where just the future flashes before your eyes. Mm-hmm. For me, it was like, oh, cool. Josh is getting a PS5. I guess I'm making my way down to wherever he lives to play Fallen Order. Um, <laughs> oh, cool. That happened? All right, let's rechange my life so that I can make that happen. What a fun way to tempt Mrs. Colombo to leave me. Oh, my gosh. Mrs. Colombo's the best. Hey, lady. Pete's coming down for, I don't know, I guess the week. <laughs> I couldn't get that much time off from the gym of life. So I actually, I'll, I'll start us off here with um, Star Wars because I didn't really do much. But oh my gosh, did I get some goosebumps. So um, we're recording on Monday the 13th. So not the latest we've recorded, but not the earliest. And the Super Bowl Happy happened. Happy Palpentine's Day. Oh, thank you. Happy Palpentine's Day to you, too. I hope you got all of your... Palpentine's, <laughs> um, Palpentine's appropriate for these episodes, too. Palpentine's Day. Wow. That's when all of your conspiracies come to fruition. And oh. you... Um, <laughs> everybody realized the master... the. The deals that you've been doing behind the scenes for years, yep. and they have nothing they can do late. to prevent it. Yeah. Too late. Or it's when well, you get thrown down a shaft. Yeah. There's a big industrial shaft. And the then land. you get reincarnated, but are somehow, you reincarnated? Somehow. Is it actually... Somehow you return. Well, here, here's, a, here's a thing for that, too. Is So, the at the Super Bowl, they showed the trailer for The Flash, 
which I thought that guy got canceled. So that's really interesting. And then they're showing, um, I think the final, what, one of their big Guardians of the Galaxy um, trailers. So that comes out in May, I believe, Guardians of the yep. Galaxy. And their whole thing is like um, Peter Quill and Gamora. It's not the Gamora from his timeline, but it's a different Gamora. And he's like pining for her, basically. But she's not like the person that he fell in love with. Right. So in applying that to Star Wars, is this the Palpatine that we hated the entire time? Because I wouldn't say love at any point. But is the episode nine Palpatine the same? I don't think so. Man, you're going to have a whole crack of freaking freaking thing of worms here. I'm sure we'll get into it in the Mandalorian, the whole strand cast thing and stuff. And that whole era seems to be like they're going to backfill some stuff to maybe make that more compelling. Sure. All right. Yes, I'm a Spider-Man guy. I'm also something of an X-Man novice. And okay. currently, right, the X-Men's whole thing, Mutantum's whole thing, is like 2019 or so. They're like, we solve death. We have our own island nation. We're a sovereign country. Uh, we're like our whole thing. You can't kill us, whatever. And they have this thing where they have backups of their consciousness okay and they can make clone bodies basically and hatch them and re-imprint the consciousness into the body right so like all your favorites have died so many times over the last year wolverine has died like five times really over, like the last year right but they're like well, no you don't die though because it's like your brain goes into a, a clone body of you and i'm like that's not you that doesn't count that's crazy to think that's the same. I mean, I guess it's, you know, up for debate as to what you consider who you are to be, who or what you are to be. Because it's like, well, it's got all your memories. It has your personality. It is you. But I'm like, uh-uh. If you're, like, that Wolverine that died is still dead. That guy right. doesn't get to figure out, you know, if that guy dies on Tuesday, he doesn't know what Wednesday is. The guy on Wednesday just remembers Tuesday. No, Based 100%. off death. Crazy. I would agree. So I that makes me think of. Um, have you seen this show called Altered Carbon? Of course not. So that's a Netflix show. I think it's done maybe two seasons, maybe three seasons. And it's over now, that's, isn't it? Sorry, it didn't get canceled. Oh, did it get canceled? I don't know. It had like Anthony Mackie yeah. in like the second season mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. Oh, it looks like canceled after two seasons. But yeah, that applied that basic premise, but like tried to like ground in realism and then threw capitalism into it. Yeah. And, and I think um, like, if you're going to be a capitalist about it, like, yeah, then you can live forever that way. Right. Like, sure. Your, your wallet is retained forever that way. But like, oh, you, I don't right. know, you died. You still died. That was just some other body that remembers what you remembered, but you died. You did Crazy. die. Crazy. And you're dead. I just you don't wait. get to go on some some copy of you. It's not the same. We're not clip art. You can't copy paste and then delete one and be like it's the same. This isn't a PowerPoint. Two just Adonises of men like us, and you think you can copy that? People have been trying for years, for years, and they can't get to us. 
but you bring up a good point of uh, whether, you know, the nature of the Palpatine we see in Rise of Skywalker. If there's a way to make that movie compelling to me, it might lie in them thar hills. Well, speaking of compelling, so this is the point of Star Wars thing I did this week. So the Super Bowl is happening. And um, big game. Big game. Big, big game. And they bought and a I Disney also, ad. More like the stupid bull spelled like the animal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really great commentary from you. And so I think they that did like football a... should have less of these touchdowns and more of these touch ups to make it look not so stupid. I I think the only goals on the field should be aiming to not be so stupid. So I um and the quarterback reminds me of Nickelback because this is how you remind me of football is stupid. So I was recently at an back. MB- oh my gosh. They got to run back to the brain store. Stop being so stupid. Yes. Thank you for agreeing. <laughs> well, watching this, this um, you know, game that you uh, just so eloquently just lambasted. And they had this ad of like a hundred years of Disney or 75 years of Disney or whatever. And they showed the, the scene, you know, it's just like little cuts from like, you know, 20 or 25 different franchises. And they showed the star Wars one and it just gave me goosebumps, which was crazy because it's like second, you know, clip of a movie. So I wanted to ask you if there was a scene in episode seven, eight, or nine, I'll give you a hint. It's in episode seven. Yeah. What would be that scene to show, like the kind of wonder of Star Wars, bring you into the Disney franchise? Oh gosh. Well, I mean, that's a very different thing than what you had been saying. Because I was thinking, I was thinking of it in terms of goosebumps and stuff. But if I'm if you're trying to think of like spectacle and something to you know, jolt the imagination, then I think mm-hmm. we would maybe have different answers. I mean, the shot of the down Star Destroyer on Jakku is pretty compelling because that makes you think like, oh, what happened there? I mean, to me, it's the shot of Ray catching a lightsaber is still very uh, a very profound moment for me in Star Wars. But that's not necessarily like if you're looking at just the imagery coming in from nowhere, gonna there is audio me. and there is audio attached to the scene. I, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you. I'll, well, I'll give me yours so this... and maybe that'll help me kind of zero in on what we're trying to get. Well, to. I I actually do agree. It's the you know the catching the catching of the lightsaber after Finn goes down is mm-hmm. a, is a huge a huge one for me. Um, I it, honestly this little clip, this like you know probably less than three second clip made me want to watch episode seven. And once I have more free time next week, I'm I'm probably going to rewatch episode seven. And I'm looking pretty forward to that. Um, I would say, you know, it was probably, it would probably be the lights, that lightsaber, that lightsaber scene. But uh, do you have another guess before I, I tell you which, what it was? Wait, oh, oh, this is a, I'm guessing? Yeah, I mean, well, I can tell you. It's fine. Um, it was the... It's true, all of it. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah. When um, Han is doing that, and you see Ray, and you see Finn staring at that um, hologram of like um, the incomplete map. Yeah, which and, in the trailer for Force Awakens, and in the context of the movie Force Awakens, that is a big moment. 
Mm -hmm. I do really enjoy that moment. I'm finding it very funny that you were talking about this commercial in this respect, though, because I remember the commercial exactly because as soon as it ended, my obligatory quip was, yes, and whatever you do, don't let the animators unionize. Like that's that's where my husband was watching that watching that commercial. So we were we were taking it in very differently. Oh my gosh! I Let's actually show do... all the shots from the Marvel movies of the overtaxed visual effects artists. <laughs> oh brother! I well, so bad that I didn't catch that. I too, I too also believe that. I'm, like, I'm an ally. Whatever you do, don't let the animators unionize. Oh no! <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I, I recall the commercial though. Yeah, there are people in my life where they're when you like it's like employer versus employee. Without within like a millisecond, they're like, "Well, what about the business?" And in that instance, I've heard multiple people be like, "What about?" Disney's bottom line, and I'm like, what do you care? You're yeah. more connected to like the you were more within the income brackets of the people that are being just like abused for their hours than the like ten C the the ten people collecting massive checks. I it it always is just crazy when these when people it's like they no you don't. People have a profit. Yeah, that's what. That's why we don't profit from this podcast because before the over profit and fans kick rocks are the fans do tenants of Poe Boys LLC. They do kick rocks and and come at me because I have to log into our anchor account every time to start recording on my phone and the homepage of Anchor insists on having a big giant stat for any money your podcast is bringing in, which is not even something I'm interested in, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I want to log into the podcast and every time see in big giant numbers, zero dollars and zero cents. Just don't show me that information at all. It's not relevant to me. Leave me alone. I don't well, want to know that. At least they're not showing us the bill. Right, like <laughs> that's <laughs> worse. true. We've been there. You owe us money yeah, yeah. now. Although when we had the pay, we were pretty cordial about it. Um, of oh, it's your it's your month to pay. Here you pay. Blah 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 yeah, blah. We're great at it. It was never an issue. Yeah, you don't want to let money get in the way of literally anything, and that's people have a profit. Um, Pub boys over profit. Pub boys over. You can kick rocks. That advice is. Yeah, I know some people think it's, you know, silly or naive, but it's just something that I have tattooed on my back, and I believe in dearly. Pub boys over profit. <laughs> tattooed. I just, I just can't get into tattoos because my muscles are just too hard. Just it. it 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 just won't work. It won't. It won't breaking needle after needle. Needle after needle. Go, okay. Like mm-hmm. uh, thermal detonator to your head. You have to get a Star Wars tattoo. You have to. 
Where are we going with? It doesn't have to be stupid. It can be whatever. Gotta be a Star Wars tattoo. I would say the Rebel Alliance. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, which is weird because it's like I'm not real. Well, I I actually have told you this a few times of if we were or not we if you and I were to cosplay, we don't have to cosplay together. But if we were to go to like Celebration or um, London, which crazy to think it's like. And I will a on the ground where they were in that like, parking thing. I just I always thought that was super. Yeah, yeah, easy enough cosplay as well. I would, yeah, what I about would you? think maybe not. Uh, probably a roasted pork on a plate. Or Ahsoka's uh, face markings on my face. Or tattoos of, <laughs> of Liku's off the back of my head. What else does? Mm-hmm. Rage now has these thigh tattoos. Well, let's oh, not... Everyone's doing it. Yeah, everybody and anyone's doing it. We don't it, have so. time to get a thigh tattoo because we don't skip leg day and every day is leg day. This episode. I've seen this episode. Sure. Episode. Three times now. Episodes. I this is I just finished my third watching of both of them. Can I tell you people's really? names? Wow. No. Juji. Did I Chuchi. Chuchi. Send it to Chuchi. Send it to Chuchi. Do you remember um, Zara Chuchi? Yeah, well, there's what? From She's Clone in a three-episode arc? Season one? That's season, season one. Season one, one episode. One episode. Trespass. That's a one-episode arc? Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's not an arc. It's one episode. And you That's get, you get uh, everybody's snow gear. You get Captain Rex and his snow gear. And the uh, wooly people. I don't remember what they're called. There's one of them in the cantina. Big, like, hairy guys with the little, little tube mouth. Well, that's also that a, a remake. It's a remake of the Samurai Jack, Jack Clone War stuff, too. No, it's not. Is it? No. Is it, yeah. No, they have that. They have that. They do have the ice planet, but this is more of like a colonial dispute over, like, right. you know, is this ours or not? It's only right. our. Uh, you get. You do get into, like, colonization in Star Wars, which is. A pretty cool side aspect of that episode. You have the like head of the planet who is this this um I mean just curmudgeon of a man um yeah. trying to um impose his will and then also abusing the mandate of the Jedi where they can only like protect, they can't go out and do anything. And they put um was it is it Ahsoka and Anakin, or is it just Anakin Ahsoka and Obi Wan? Anakin and Obi Wan, I believe, are all there. I can picture all of their snow gear. Okay. Maybe Ahsoka's not there. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's a good one. It's another one of those like standalone. If you've never watched an episode of Star Wars animation and you're trying to figure out if it's for you, type like that. It's a good one. It's a good one. So I, I recognized her. As soon she's as she a, popped up again in there. She's a background senator in a lot of episodes too. Yes. That, that go sure. that go to it. And she's um she probably has a speaking role at some other part of it. But yeah, so Maybe, yeah. this episode, which is episode 
seven? Seven and eight. Seven and eight. The first one's um, titled The Clone Conspiracy. The other one is Truth and Consequences. And we really get, I mean, the only way this episode could have been better is if you threw a lightsaber in there. That's, I mean, oh, that's literally, if you threw a lightsaber in there, I'd be like, this is, this is like top five, top three Star Wars. And we get, you know, a clone focused episode of clones that we're not aware of and kind of, I think we start out at a we start out at a bar, right? Yep, loved that the clone bar kind of. Yeah. yeah, and we get introduced to Caden Slip, who I don't believe we've met in previous episodes. Um, I don't recall them, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were that? both on the um, Admiral Rampart's ship when Kamino was destroyed. And yeah, kind we're of not sh- bad men, but what we did was wrong. Yeah. Oh man, great line, great yeah. line. And we get to see kind of, it's not like, you know, Order 66, they had to like do it, right? And they're still living with the consequences of that. But they they did this without having the Order 66, which is, it, which is also interesting to think about. Like, True, yeah. Like they just fired for what, re- you know, the, we weren't, we, we didn't see the ship. So we didn't see the people say, you know, no to that. It is interesting that's kind of after the fact of them reporting it. Like they didn't report it at the time. No, 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 no. That's not that's not actually true. Cade or Slip said multiple people reported and they either got transferred, moved somewhere else, or they got murdered. So yeah. we get into I believe it's Slip who tells Cade, like, what the hell are you doing? Dude's super dangerous. And we get a um a scene, like an assassination scene that I guess we kind of saw in episode two. We're, we're seeing, you know, we're seeing the underworld of Coruscant, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but more of a, these are clones. This is a clone section. So it's not as um, diverse in terms of different species. Mm-hmm. So the episode then goes to um, one of the nerdier things, which I loved. <laughs> which is Senate proceedings, and we start hubba, getting hubba. we start getting into some debates, and something that I thought was interesting. So there is the there's two sides arguing over the Imperial Defense Recruitment Bill, which would create stormtroopers. So it would create the stormtrooper program, which at this point does not exist in its entirety. We've seen stormtroopers before, but I was I thought it was interesting that. The two senators that spoke on its behalf were a banking clan senator, mm-hmm. um, Ghani Raduli, and then this um, woman who um, uh, Wikipedia says it's a Gossam from the Commerce Guild, which are both separatist, you know, aligned, but still, you know, had a say in the Senate, which was always like an interesting p- part of the Clone Wars. Yeah. But I thought the Imperial, the intergalactic banking clan was only those um, tall, long neck, big head aliens, which was interesting. That is. It's 2023. Mm -hmm. I that is the most hateful language I have ever heard. You cannot call them that. Uh huh. Oh, that's Oh, I'm sorry. That's my bad. Tall, long, big head. 
Oh my god, I have to wash my mouth out with soap. Oh my god. What are they called? I don't know. I don't even know who you're talking about. What's it's the it's um the same alien that's um Plagueis. Is right. Yeah. Which oh my gosh, can I can I find I I we're so we're so good at this. Um, Have we talked about whether or not Rex is bald or he has Eminem hair yet? <laughs> no, we have not. That's as that's one of your big takeaways. Oh, podcasting. Oh, mun. It, it's a mun. Ah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize this. So, um, in in that you know, um, debating whether or not we need this or not, there is um, Senator Tyron Tyron. Tyron Pamlo, who is the um, senator that speaks on behalf of against the bill with um, Bill Organa. Do you mm-hmm. recognize her? No, but I felt like, a, oh, wait, is she in Rogue One? She is in Rogue One, yes. There we go, because I was like, this person is familiar. Yeah, yeah, and she was, yeah. It's just like one of those, like, Unspoken, there's like unspoken cinematic language that you pick up on without knowing exactly how you're picking up on it. Where I'm like, they they want me to recognize this person. This person is being presented as though I know them. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, really cool because it's also, you know, in um, Andor, right? We're getting introduction to different cells, right? So. We have the rebel. We have in rebels. We have a cell. We have the Andor cell. So you know, is this a person that they're kind of hinting at that we should be paying more attention to? Or Andor that... Lorian. Is that anything? Um, I don't think I don't think it is. Oh, okay, go on, continue. <laughs> but no, I. It's definitely it's definitely cool to think about because I. <laughs> the when when we when we see that banking clan person who is not a mun. Um, which is the alien that I was talking about that's Plagueis. I also thought kind of, is, is that group just indigenous and that's you know the majority of them? Or is this a massive corporation and you can kind of interchange it with different aliens that are um, a part of that organization? So like the, um, the Trade Federation, for example, you never see any other alien in the Trade Federation except for the ones that are shown in episodes one, two, and three. The so Moidians. the Moidians, yep. So it's kind of like is this a is this like something that they actually want to hit at? These are these are these like minute details that um probably have um half of our listeners stopping right now. But <laughs> these were the things that I was taking a look at. So what did you any any takeaways from the first part of this episode? Uh, yeah, if you, if, if you are in Star Wars and you go to a bar and you're outside of a bar, you're, you're going to get shot with a sniper rifle. I think that's just, uh, been established pretty definitively now between this fellow and, and Zam Wessel. Just, if you're going to go in a bar, I guess either don't go to a bar or if you go to a bar, stay at the bar. Go at the back. Um, yeah, and then yeah, that 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 was my big takeaway. From well, the so of the episode. Slip finds a way to get to Chuchi. Chuchi is like talking to these clones, like like you'd see it like in a, a very cool outfit, by the way. 
Um, yeah. Well, I, I, Star it, Wars pantsuit or whatever. Interesting. Like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. You can you can run from danger from that, or you can you know argue on the Senate floor. Very versatile. You can uh, watch your your um, guards die and show zero emotional intelligence, and then just move on like it's another another scene. Or maybe she was in shock. Oh, yeah, she could have been in shock for sure. So she gets the information from Slip that like he needs. Oh, to... you're skipping the part where they said pension plan in Star Wars. <laughs> you you know that as soon as somebody says pension plan. That's so much money. Somebody's got to die. I mean, yeah. that, like as soon as as soon as she said pension plan, I'm like, Chuchi, you are not making it to the end of the season. Oh All right. Nobody tries to mention like as soon as they said pension, Palpatine, he wanted the, these clones out stat. He wanted these clones out as quickly as quickly as possible. You know, like pension. You, you realize the bank has a senator, right? <laughs> Well, that also you know that also might explain why the the bank was so upset and commerce too. Like, there's not gonna be a lot of commerce if we're spending all this money on this pension. Yeah. Also, who else gets a pension? Because we never talked about pensions before for some reason. It's like it's not interesting in Star Wars. Oh my gosh, people love pensions. <laughs> people people will fight and kill for pensions. So this is just uh. This, is, this, is, this episode is rife with commentary. So we get into the, like, find slip, help slip, not find slip, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, oh, there is, you know, an introduction of, like, Bale is, like, getting his feelings. Teaching somebody that I can trust. Which, and, which and have you think? And I've heard of... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What part of this episode three to episode four is bail and like does bail is this before bail gets ahsoka is ahsoka right. right like not in this and we know that rex and ahsoka um have not interacted with each other even though rex is asso- um, associating himself with the martez sister so right. there's a little so- mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, like you're saying, presumably Ahsoka's the connective tissue there, but I guess that's that's a lead Ahsoka could have given Rex prior to their splitting up at the end of Clone Wars. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, I just don't want to run by this. I've heard of Slipknot, but Slipknot being alive anymore at the end of the episode? <laughs> Uh, I mean, Slipknot is not. That in. Would you would you call Slipknot a um, safer work content? Uh, volume three, Sublime Versus is not does not have a parental advisory sticker. Because there's one there's one song that I played on YouTube um, that I don't think is uh, appropriate. The music video is not appropriate for <laughs> um, people to watch in a school setting. Not to say mm. that, I, that I tried that once. So we get into. This um, assassin who I thought was crosshairs for most of the episode. I I just had to assume it wasn't because it so seemed like it was. Okay. I yeah. didn't think it was another clone though. I thought it might be a droid even at one point. Or yeah, I was I was definitely curious, and I'm still curious because they set that character up to be like something more than just 
an individual. And- I, was, I was speaking with a, a coworker who also watches the show who was speculating that there's perhaps like could be connective tissue with whatever experiments yield the death troopers later on. I don't know. Oh, that'd be really cool. Yeah, potential there for sure. Because that um, electro capsule, that was that was a very inspired translation of like common cinematic language into the language of Star Wars. I thought that was really well done. I well, mean, a little was... dark for this <laughs> show for sure, but the the music though at the start of this episode and for so many like the 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 theme that they have for Coruscant in uh, Empire World. Like, they're gearing the listeners up for, or sorry, the listeners, they're gearing up the viewers for something like this to occur. Um, it, it, this is a much darker episode. They, I think they did this in the cross episode, too. Kind of dark, vile. Well, well and, so, and all of it, of course, just leading to... I don't know, one of Kevin Kiner's finest moments at the end of Truth and Consequences, at the end of episode eight. I mean, he's just just brilliant scoring. That music was so compelling. I mean, the the music there's a there's a few tracks like that I'm definitely going to associate with this show. Mm. Which is something that Star Wars historically has done of there being a specific theme that you kind of connect to it. There's the the Luke theme, there's the Force theme, there's um I mean I'm a huge fan of the Ray theme. Sure. But uh, yeah, I mean there's there's yeah. And it it they tend to have like eras that go with them as well. Though. Like there's music you associate with the prequels. There's music you associate with the sequels. And then I do think to those of us in the know at least as far as Star Wars animation goes, like there are so many really compelling themes that aren't as universally renowned as John Williams' work. But, I mean, the Ahsoka theme we're having interpolated by Ludwig Gorenson in Mandalorian. Thrawn's theme in Rebels was so freaking good. And then, yeah, now you've got stuff like this Palpatine suite or whatever that he does here at the end of this episode. Yeah, he's 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 making... Uh, he's He's really... Pushing the language of Star Wars music forward and, and expanding it in cool ways. And of course, there's that hip hop kind of beat in that early episode of Clone Wars when they're searching for R2D2 on the uh, fat guy's ship, the fat Trandosian, voiced by Ron Perlman, who I believe does fart at one point. And they have like um, a beat from a prodigy song playing. Oh, really? I, w- I was thinking oh, of. Yeah. Um... The episode was it episode four of the season. Faster was was oh, a, yep, was a, yep, yep, yep. was one that highlighted a lot in the different race scenes and the to that planet is something that really popped in my head immediately. Finish this episode of clone knocks out her guard, murders her her guard. Her. And then Rex comes out of nowhere, and the crazy thing, and to, um, Senator Tucci, she must be so good with faces, because she was able to identify Rex in a millet. Yeah. And he was <laughs> the one that was, like, but I... she's met Rex before. She has met Rex before. 
So, you know, and a, and a very uh, intense situation. So. Right. Yeah. Rex um, is able to um, stun the bounty hunter. Then we get into that scene of like, I'm a true believer. You chose the wrong side. End episode. Cue Bad Batch. So we get Bad Batch 2 Coruscant, which I didn't think we were going to get them to Coruscant. Yeah. But um, I gotta say, I was... I found myself excited for Omega to see Coruscant and, like, to take in a familiar Star Wars location through the eyes of a new character, and particularly her character. And it didn't disappoint. I mean, her... Her journey on that planet and and through the halls of government and stuff is like I I it made me think of like oh there probably comes a time in every parent's life where their child realizes that like the world writ large isn't fair or their child is faced with like I mean hopefully not in person but at least on the news and you know in, in the culture at large like how unfair things can be. And to have Omega go through that here and was was uh, very compelling. I thought an excellent portrayal of that sort of disillusionment that a young person can come up against when they realize that, you know, government is not uh, a science. Well, when she is allowed to trail Chuchi for most of this episode... It did have me um, getting that that vibe of um, that Clone Wars episode where Anakin is trailing Padme in the Senate when the when um, Cad Bane like locks down the Senate and starts like um, trying to do a kidnapping. I'm trying to think of what what season that's from. It's the finale but, um, of episode one, hostage crisis. Finale of episode or season one. Finale wow. of season one. Season one. Okay. Yeah. So we kind of get to see you know from the behind the scenes which was which was super cool and we're also getting more of an idea that like hunter is like she omega can't have a normal life but she really can it's just where are you gonna bring her to because she's able to walk um not like she interacts with she sees rampart rampart sees her nothing Mm -hmm. happens yeah and it's more, you know, it, it's it's an interesting idea of, it makes me think, like, they need her just as much as she needs them, yeah. but really, they need her a lot more as kind of that moral compass, as that person that brings them into the, the, the universe and brings as they've seen all the witness life but she's the one that's giving them that second chance providing that purpose for them absolutely now here's a question for you sure is star wars animation getting you know thinking back on episodes of clone wars in the past where uh ahsoka is partaking in the student government on mandalore or Padme and Bail Organa in a turtleneck are teaming up with a goofy inspector to try and solve a Senate murder. Is is Star Wars animation getting better at political intrigue 
or are we becoming boring? That is something that, as somebody who's entering their early fifties, temporal thirties, right? I, I, I won't, I won't say physical thirties because there are parts of my body that are significantly younger than most people, parts that are much older than where I'm at, <laughs> right? A lot older. I would say that. They're hitting that sweet spot of, remember, this is a show that's meant for kids, but with parents watching it, right? It's something that a lot of parents that are like in, into Star Wars, they're watching this with their kids. And so it's, it's bringing a little bit of nuance to something that you, you can kind of go through and talk through of like, okay, why is um, Pamela introduce what what's what's um her role in this we have the you know those two those two guilds in the, in the banking clan really as a kid none of that matters right that's just something that you can kind of see in the background like i as a kid you you were a smarter kid so maybe you would have been able, able to guess the end so? the, the end of this of palpatine you know flipping the script and basically being like you played right into my hands yeah i thought of this the entire time was something I would have never guessed, and I, I, I didn't, I wasn't really like hype, um, testing some hypotheses out to see, but it was really good. I mean, it, there was a huge payoff. Oh, I got with... a big take. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Which is I uh, watching that scene and how compelling it is, and how like <clears throat> edge of your seat it was. I mean, I think in no small part due to Kevin Kiner's score, and then obviously Amy German's performance is is fantastic. I would argue that. That scene, the scene that ends this episode, is a culmination and the payoff and the climax to all of the political nonsense from the taxation of trade routes is in dispute forward. All of that builds and pays off here in a way that we don't, you know, we see how Palpatine's machinations pay off in Revenge of the Sith in a very operatic action way. We see how it pays off in him killing people and taking out people of action but here in this episode we see him like taking like this is how a majority of the people that are conquered by the empire were conquered because the majority of them weren't jedi it was everyday people and politicians and the government and this is how that happens uh, well, is yeah is is great and then to tie it to that to andor right the one way out the oh, boy. Um, three episode arc of the prison planet is there is like Chuchi is like we would know we would know if this were and unfortunately to the poor senator she is so many steps behind if she knew anything she'd be murdered immediately and they tried to kill her um and she was able to kind of survive this but there Palpatine is playing a game and ha is working these things behind the scenes and is completely bamboozling everybody yeah. and it's 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 just so cool to see kind of that payoff of like you can easily believe what palpatine did to wipe out the jedi based on this just small you know it's only like what maybe 45 seconds of dialogue with palpatine probably significantly less but it is i mean just brilliant what 
the writers were able to do and able to, you know, we saw the end of Camino last season. And now we're seeing the end of the clones um, in terms of the Senate. Now the rest of the season, season three, if there is a season three, is going to be consequences of this. You know, do they rebel? Truth they... and consequences. Truth and consequences. Yeah, truth and consequences. Do they start getting wiped out? Blah, 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 blah. So it's, yeah, it's, it. this show, these two episodes, I'm glad they did these back to back. Yes. Yes, for sure. They pair very well together. It did mean that I was only able to actually watch one of them before I had to leave for work. And then I had to watch oh, them later. But I was okay with that. I was okay with that. Um, yeah, fantastic. And then just on the micro level, you know, not referring to the entire history of the Star Wars mythos. Great action set piece here with the Dark Star Destroyer getting retrofitted and them going through the halls of the Star Destroyer and, and having a firefight and shooting off the escape pod while it's all still grounded. Really dug it. Thought it looked very cool. Yeah, no, it was... And it's it's so interesting how they... They're put in a situation where you're like, I don't know what's going to... like. I thought that they had, they'd have to be rescued by somebody, right? Someone had to swoop in and kind of rescue them. But uh, they didn't. They needed none of that. It's like they, they didn't have to, like, go and do disguises, which you'd think at some point we'll see of everybody but Wrecker dressing up um, in order to infiltrate. But no, they, they are billed as what they originally were in those last episodes of Clone Wars of... This is a tactical group. They do assassinations. They do small surgical strikes. So this is 100% within their wheelhouse for them to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, so what do you think about um, the con? You know, there's the there's the consequence of now all the clones their their fate has been sealed, according to the Bad Batch. What do you think about Echo leaving the group? Yeah, I. I mean, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, yeah, Echo talked to Omega for more than a second. He must be leaving. <laughs> it, I liked the way they did it because it was that conversation takes place off screen. We're not privy to him having that conversation with Hunter or Cody or, or not Cody, uh, Rex or whoever. You know, the decision's already been made without us there. And we're put in Omega's shoes of and, and it is sort of like, wait, what? And I felt like, did I miss? Wait, did I miss something? Was I not paying attention? And it, we get some sense of the abruptness that Omega probably is feeling about that. Um, I mostly was miffed because I was like, I'm not coming up with another name for this stupid show. <laughs> it's Echo Boys. I'm not going to change it. I don't want to come up with another one. Uh, but I think I can hang my hat on, well, if we change the name, people will know something was happening, and I don't want to be a spoiler. So I, it's still Echo Boys. Calm down. Oh, yeah. I. Or not. Oh, for sure. For sure. Just one scene. But it's right. also, I mean, watching these episodes, I was also kind of acutely reminded of the fact that, like, I don't know, fast forward a minute if you haven't watched Rebels. Now, but you know, in Rebels, at some point, Rex ends up in all but exile with Wolf and Gregor on like a desert planet, you know. But then I'm wondering, you know, at some point, I assume the advanced aging of clones is going to start playing into this, and whether they want to fight or not, they're just going to start getting old. 
and so maybe that plays a role in it. But you know, we don't know where Echo ends up. So yeah, I mean, we but... we only know specifically where Rex and a few clones ends up. So we don't know Bad Batch. We yeah. don't know Omega. And for all we know, you know, they could be part of the um, Rebel Alliance in a different in a different Splinter Cell. Um, for all we know, so... they could be Snoke. Echo Snoke. Strandcast. You Echo were the original Strandcast. Now that yeah. we don't need the Camino, yeah. Okay. So, um, any any final takes? Boy, I got one. Let me tell you. All right, buckle up. So this episode was, I you know, Palpatine here once again puts himself in a position where he wins no matter what. Like if they don't find out about Camino, then Rampart's able to get this bill passed. If they do find out about Camino. Then he cast it as it's an insurgency. This is why we need an army. This is why clones aren't going to work because they'll just do whatever, you know. And it, I loved in Andor when Cassian is telling the little boy, Empire doesn't even think about you. They don't care. They don't think about you. You're so small to them. You are nothing to them. They don't care. They don't think about you. And that is always that, you know, there's that sort of disparate from. The time you know, once we get to a new hope and stuff like that, they're thinking of the rebellion for sure. So, you know, eventually that that sort of changes. But having that in my mind and having this whole thing of the empire, you know, the empire isn't even gonna waste, they're not gonna give a rebellion the time of day right now. This sort of, I think, gives some context for that where immediately after the separatist threat is over and the clone wars are over, you have Palpatine cooking up this idea of insurgents. And the insurgents are a fiction that he uses to amass more power that then becomes a reality. So at first he's saying insurgents, insurgents, and then they're not really there. And then they start showing up and you imagine Palpatine hearing something about insurgents through word of mouth and going, ah, yeah, that's right. Keep on talking. Right. Insurgents. Yes. Yes. But it's like, no, no, there actually are insurgents now. And this thing you made up has come to fruition. Uh, yeah, I was very into that idea. Just layer. layers. Layers. Like a glass onion. Yeah, but with a better payoff. Well, we don't know yet. I mean, look, hey, well, Pete, I gotta tell you, technically, right now, the payoff to everything is Rise of Skywalker, and it sucked. <laughs> It's a terrible payoff. Oh, man. It's a terrible payoff. So all of Star Wars, all of Star Wars ends there right now. And it was not great. Man, to think, was it last year or the year before you had your, um... no, that was your pandemic, right? Was oh, yeah. watching. It was when it came out on Blu-ray. You watched it for how many days in a row? I watched it once a week. And I, I initially said, I'm going to watch it. Once a week until the pandemic is over. And I lasted six weeks. <laughs> I watched that movie with descriptive audio. I watched it so much that at one point I was like, let's put on descriptive audio. That should be interesting. And it was. It was very cool. It's a unique way to take in the movie. And I think that's a very cool thing that Disney does with a lot of their, their Blu-rays. I think all of them now have like the descriptive audio. But I, yeah, I mean, I was at the point where I was like, I got to change this up somehow. There's one point where I rated the movie every 10 minutes 
Oh my god. To make like a bar graph of my perception of the movie as it went forward. Yeah, I oh man. I watched that movie a lot and then never since. Well, so the last the next episode of episode nine, season two, is titled The Crossing. Crosshairsing. Oh, that's good. I was thinking crossing. I kept thinking to myself, is this the is this similar to the path from Obi Wan, right there, or was that the path? The path. You know where um, Obi Wan in in you know the first season or maybe only season of Obi Wan when he gets to the like. Oh yes, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that is that the? I don't think it's the crossing. I think I would remember if it was the crossing. No, it's the path. You're right. It's the yeah, path. the path. So I'm, I'm thinking to myself, is it something similar to that? But crosshairs, crossing, I mean, they're going to, yeah. yeah, that's that's a lot more likely. So good job, yeah. Josh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have one more important thing to talk about. Okay. Which is, I know people are talking around it. No one can confirm or deny yet. Uh, but I did want to confirm. I mean, it's ours to confirm, honestly. When Rex calls the Bad Batch, they're called the Bad Batch. They're a batch, right? You just say, hey, Bad Batch. He doesn't say, hey, Bad Batch, does he? He says, hey, boys. Hmm. Hey, boys. Hmm. Who are some other boys? Hmm. Bow boys. Interesting. Echo boys. Hmm. And I can't confirm that Rex saying, hey, boys, is a reference to Po boys. Yep. And it is um, – a, a tacit expression of support on Disney's behalf for our fans kicking rocks initiative. They can't be more overt about it because be clearer. they could, I mean, it, it is about as clear as they can be for their bottom line. Because remember they are a corporation. Gosh, the bottom line, they have a bottom line. We get it, but we appreciate the support. Oh, and, I'm saying we don't need it. I mean, I don't, don't care. It. Don't condemn care. us, condone us. I don't care. We're not in it for the money. Yeah, why don't you uh, why don't you review us? Oh, you won't review us. You won't. Freaking punks. Publish podcast at gmail.com. Bye.